Well, actually, I didn't, but I don't want you to think I did, so I'm not going to pick who I bet you would do, because I feel like I know what you would do. We are back. This is the 2023-24 season of The Bad Take Podcast, presented by Dunderhead Sports. We are now on Apple. We are now on Spotify. We are now on Amazon Music. We are now on Google Podcasts. And those are the four big ones. There's probably others that we're on too, but we are the Bad Take Podcast. All right, we're going to start where everybody I know is very anticipated for this thing. Uh, the Biff Pogey update. Man, he came out of the gate swinging his, his first year as the as the coach for the, the University of Charlotte 49ers. And uh, what did he do at the press conference again? Can somebody, can somebody tell me? Uh, they asked him three questions, and he was pretty upset, pretty disrespected. And he also brought up the fact that they picked them last in their conference. And he uh, he got fired up, and he said, we'll remember that. Biff Pogi has a swagger to him. He's been doing cookie reviews, cookie updates, so uh, he's had a good summer. And um, I'm actually looking forward to This is their first uh, year in the American Athletic Conference, so – It'll be curious. I'll be curious to see how the, the 49ers do for sure. And so we'll definitely have a Biff Pogey update um, every every week. And so we're going to transition now, and we're going to go to – I'm going to ask everybody. I have a question per conference for the Power Five conferences. So that is the Big Ten, the SEC, the Big 12, the ACC, and the Pac-12. And we're going to start with everybody's favorite conference, the Conference of Champions, as they call it. And this in their last year – more likely than not. I want you guys to tell me which team, if any, out of the Pac-12 is most likely to make the playoff. They have not had a team in there since, I believe, 2015 with Washington. The Huskies were the last team in the college football playoff from the Pac-12. I'm going to go with Washington, actually. The last team to do it. I like Michael Penix. And supposedly, I read that uh, he's doing so good and that they give him off days in the, the summer practices and they let the backup go with the ones and he has like load management. I'd never heard of that in college football in the preseason. And that gives me confidence in the Washington Huskies. Wow. A guy not practicing gives you confidence. That's what I love. To, that's what I love to hear. But yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. Honey, who is your Pac-12 team? The most obvious one for me is USC. Um, just having Caleb Williams come back. Uh, getting to lead that team again, so. Go Trojans. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're going to be good. Lincoln Riley has a great offense down there. The defense is all, obviously always the question, but uh, we'll see. We'll see if they don't uh, blow a game that they should win. I feel like they do that every year. Ethan, who's your team? I'm with Honey. It's got to be USC. It's it's time for Lincoln Riley and the boys to make it. Um, I was tempted to pick the Utah Utes. But um, Cam Rising. Here's what you gotta remember: this USC gets they they get uh, Utah and they get Washington at home this season. I mean, I don't know if there's a great home field advantage in Los Angeles where USC plays, so maybe that's just me overreacting. But you know, if you have the reigning Heisman Trophy winner on your team and you get the other contenders at home, I'll roll with you. I'm going to go with the Oregon Ducks, guys. The Oregon Ducks, I think, are going to actually make the playoff this year. I think they're a very good team. Bo Nix is having fun. People are saying Bo Nix is the best he's ever been. Um, I'm going to go with the Ducks. The, the Pac-12, though, is fun this year. they got a lot of good quarterbacks. Um, I mean, even like Oregon State now has DJ Ugalalele, 
I think I'm saying his name right. I tried, but yeah, that's gonna be that's gonna be a fun conference, definitely to uh, keep up with. In probably its last year, we'll see what happens. All right, let's transfer over now to the ACC, the American. What is it? No, not the American, the Atlantic Coast Conference. Excuse me. Sorry, I was still thinking of Biff Pogi. Now, Florida State are they the best team in the conference? If not, who? I think it's still Clemson. I, really, I. I, I I don't think like I think Florida State has recruited well, but they haven't caught up to Clemson. Um, I think Clemson. I mean, they might have like better receivers than Clemson. I feel like Clemson doesn't have like good receivers right now. The last couple of years, and that's held them back from when they they won their national titles. Uh, but I would still say they're a better roster, and and Dabo is looking to prove that mm-hmm. he's still got it. I brought this up to Heath yesterday. Give me the North Carolina Tar Heels. If they can get past South Carolina, they have the most cupcake schedule I've seen in a hot minute. It is cupcake all the way through until the second to last week of the season they play at Clemson. And at that point, I'm telling you, if they beat South Carolina, don't be surprised if UNC is at like 10-0 and at some point. And every, but everybody will be saying they played nobody. That's who I'm going with. It's going with Drake May and the boys. Heisman, one of the Heisman leaders. Mac right Brown. Come on, anybody remember that guy, Mac Brown? I remember yeah. him. Hey, they got to get past App State. Does anybody remember that game last year? Yeah, I'm dead, brother. State. That was a wild game last year. <laughs> how, many, how many points did App State put up? Like 60 <laughs> against North Carolina? Hey, they play, uh, they play App State again week two this year. There we go. Yeah, that's the thing about North Carolina, though, is the defense can be able to, to stop anybody. We shall see. Honey, who's your, who's your ACC team? Is Florida State the best team? I was going to agree with Kate on that one, that Clemson still has something to prove there. And Dabo Sweeney, uh, same thing. He's, I mean, he's still there and still has some, I think, some life left in him. So, Good call. Um, I'm going to go with Florida State as the best team. They're they're finally back. You know, they won the the national championship in 2013. Um, And then after Jimbo left, it really, and well, Jameis Winston left, really. Um, they took a fall, but they are now they are eighth in the nation, right in front of Clemson, who's number nine, starting off in this preseason poll. I know preseason polls aren't the the most accurate thing of all time. I mean, TCU was not even ranked to start the year last year. Uh, what's his name? Jordan Travis, is their quarterback, and he's probably the best quarterback in the ACC, minus Drake May. And yeah, they just they had a really good season last year. Um, defense is going to be pretty solid, and so honestly, we'll talk about this game next week because it's the game of the week. But LSU, Florida State, that top 10 matchup for week one, I may or may not have Florida State winning that game. We shall see. We shall see. All right, moving on. Big 12 time. Um, Is there a player in the Big 12 that will win the Heisman? I think uh, Jalen Daniels. Give me the Jayhawks on the rise. Dark horse. He got a little banged up last year, but – he was on fire. That's a fun offense. I think Lance Leipold is incredible. Yeah, I think I think Kansas. I was high on Kansas last year, um, and they proved me correct. So, I uh, I say Jalen Daniels go go get some. There you go. There you go. Ethan, are you ready? Yeah, I am. I well to answer the original question of like, could anybody? There's not a Big Twelve player that's going to win the Heisman. There's just, I mean. There's just not. But if I'm picking one, I'm going to go with a Jayhawk as well. Devin Neal, their running back, he ran for over a 1,000 yards as a freshman. 
I mean, there, there's just if I had to pick one, I'm going to pick the him. But let's just be real, nobody's winning the Heisman out of the Big Twelve this year. Really? Okay. I mean, who who do you got? Who do I have? Yeah. Well, I'm going to be honest with you guys, and don't get mad at me for saying this, but Texas is back. They truly are. Texas is truly back this year. They are the best team in the Big Twelve. Um, I mean, Steve Sarkeesian, finally, he has to do something. I, honestly, I think it, it really is playoff or bust for them, or else they're gonna he's going to be on the hot seat heading into the SEC. And because of that, who do I think is the Heisman frontrunner out of the Big 12? Well, obviously, Quinn Ewers, their quarterback, right? And so I'm going to go with the best team in the Big 12, and I'm going to go with their, their most important player because I think a lot of their success is going to be on whether or not Quinn Ewers is a really good quarterback. And so, yeah. I think that Quinn Ewers has a really good chance to win the Heisman uh, Trophy. There we go. Does Texas go to Bama this year? Texas mm-hmm. goes to Bama. And, hey, we'll talk about this game when it is. I believe that's week two, maybe week three. But I might have Texas winning that game. <laughs> I'm feeling good about it. Honey, who, if anybody, can win the Heisman out of the Big 12? Guys, I did not have one. <laughs> that's fair. You're with Ethan. I, let's just, it's a joke conference. It's a it's a joke. I mean, whenever you're having to search for Quinn Ewers to win the Heisman, I'm like, man. Yeah, I'm searching for Quinn Ewers. He's <laughs> <laughs> their quarterback. Please, I'll, <laughs> I'll jump into a lake with a with a brick tied around my ankle the moment I see a, a Texas <laughs> Longhorn win the Heisman this year. Hey, let me tell you this though. A dark horse? Watch out for the Texas Tech Red Raiders, guys. And so I would, if I were to pick a Heisman out of Texas Tech, it would be the quarterback Tyler Schuff. Schuff? Show? How do I say his name? I'm reading it on paper. I don't know. <laughs> Full transparency. But watch out for Texas Tech. I think the Big 12 is going to be really fun this year. Um, let's move on. Let's move on to the Big 10. And listen, we all know who the good teams are. Like, it's going to be Michigan. It's going to be Ohio State. They're probably going to be undefeated heading into that game against each other because their schedules, by the way, are garbage. The Really, their hardest game, I guess, is Penn State, who is going to be third in the conference. Um, I want to talk about a team who has really just had some hard times for a while, the Nebraska Cornhuskers. Uh, years ago, you know, they were a dominant team. I mean, before my time, you know, they were in the 90s, they were winning national championships, I'm pretty sure. And during my time growing up, uh, they always had pretty good quarterbacks. They were ranked, um, but – Scott Frost came in, and they really just fell on hard times. He had a lot of close games. He lost most, if not all of them. Now they have Matt Rule, who had a really good tenure at Baylor, which got him a head coaching job in the NFL with the the Carolina Panthers. Just didn't work out for him. But he's back. I believe he's from Nebraska, so this is kind of a coming home moment for him. My question is, are the Nebraska Cornhuskers going to go to a bowl game this year? That is my Big Ten question for you all. Man, I, I think Matt Rule's a really good coach. I think typically it takes him about three years to, like, get everything going. But that being said, go to a bowl game, win six games. Yeah, I think they're going to win six. But I think six is their ceiling. Like, six is the ceiling. Yeah, so I, I wouldn't pick over that. But, yeah, I think they're going to go to a bowl game. I really like uh, that, that hire. I think that's a great – I'm looking at their schedule now, and I see some – some games it'll be a little tough for them. So I'm, I'm with Cade on six would be the ceiling um, with like barely making a bowl game. If, 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 if they even do. 
I'm here to say they're not going to win six games. It's a that is a huge rebuild, a major rebuild. If you're winning four games in the Big Twelve, that's very comparable to whenever Arkansas was winning two and playing in the SEC. It's a huge rebuild. He's I don't think like Honey said with the schedule. Whenever you're opening two straight road games at Minnesota at Colorado, which I mean I'm not trying to call Colorado some tough team, but if you're in a rebuild and you're playing other power fives and the non-con. I'm just – I'm going to say they're going to win four games, four or five four games, four or five games. I don't think they're going to a bowl game. I think they are going to go to a bowl game, guys. I, I think they're going to be seven and five actually going to that bowl games. And then I think they might even win their bowl game and have eight wins in the first year with Matt Rule. Go Cornhuskers. Let's look at the schedule for a second. At Minnesota, um, that's week one. That'll be Thursday, August 31st. That's going to be a tough game. But if they win that, seven and five is looking phenomenal, guys. At Colorado, I think they're going to win that game. I, I don't think Colorado is going to be any good this year. Uh, can I can I say that? Is anybody against me on that? Just curious. I agree. Yeah. Um, I, I think Deion Sanders will have good seasons at Colorado um, if he stays long enough to, like, build a program there. But um, I, don't th- I don't think it's this year. Um, so, that, hey, we're 2-0 right now. Northern Illinois, that's a win. La Tech, win. Michigan, that's a loss. At Illinois, that's a loss. Northwestern, that's a win. What are we at? Five wins right now? We're you have them beating Minnesota week one? I have not beating Minnesota. That's a one. tough – that's a tough – I mean, it's tough. <laughs> Minnesota won nine games last year. Minnesota, Minnesota, you know what I mean? That's all I got to say. I feel uh, like that's, that's a big loss. rivalry right now for Nebraska. Like, I feel like Nebraska hates Minnesota right now. So, I, I think that's a toss-up. I, I could see them winning that. And then I agree with you, Heath. They win the next three and then lose the next two. Beat Northwestern. Sorry, I didn't mean to take over. You, you keep oh, going. Oh, no, no. I, I, I love when you talk, Kate. So, <laughs> uh, but yeah, beat Northwestern. I mean, could beat Purdue. Coaching change there. Mm-hmm. Um, probably not. Michigan State. Maryland could be tough, but that's a home game. Like, I feel like Maryland's better than they have been the last couple of years. Iowa, can they play offense? I, I don't know. So we'll uh, see. That defense is borderline elite, though, man. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So we'll we'll see. I, I'm just I'm I'm kind of curious about Nebraska. Um, just coming into this this tenure with Matt Rule. So we'll see what happens there. This is my favorite question that we're about to talk about. It's the SEC question, and I love the SEC. Full transparency. I went to the University of Arkansas. For those of you that don't know, on this podcast, um, big Hog fan. And so my question is, guys, as quick as you can, without rushing it, I want everybody to tell me their East and West standings that they think um, the teams are going to be at at the end of the year. Cade, can we start with you? It's hard, like, because I don't know if Alabama – I think we're going to get vintage Bama this year, like where they're running the ball a lot more, playing to their defense, like not what we've seen recently. I mean, um, we don't even know who their quarterback is yet. They still have not fully yeah. announced who it is. Well, that's the thing is that I don't think that uh, I don't I don't know if their any of their quarterbacks are good. That's the thing. Like I don't know. So, anyways, but uh, they have the talent where as long as they're game managers, they're going to be fine. But, right, and that's more like Vinci, Like that's what Greg McElroy. That guy just had to hand the ball off. Yeah, and play action passes. Um, so. That being said, like, I don't know. I, I'm still going with Bama. All right, I'm going to go Bama. And then I think I'm going to go LSU. 
LSU. And then I'm going to be high on the Hogs, and I'm going to go Arkansas three. You've cursed them, but okay. Then, <laughs> then I'm going to go Texas A&M. I go Good. Ole Miss, Auburn, Mississippi State. Wow. Okay, Mississippi State last. Yeah. And then uh, I just don't know how I feel about that coaching change. All right, so the East, going with Georgia. I think that's a an obvious number one. Tennessee, two. And then it gets tougher. Uh, and then I think probably Florida, three. Vanderbilt is going to be last. We'll go ahead and uh, put that in there. Go ahead and put that there. They uh, they don't have an end zone, so there's <laughs> without end zone seating this year. And then let me go Kentucky, South Carolina, Missouri, and then Vanderbilt last. So okay, that's, I like uh, it. I like it. Uh, Ethan, are you ready? Mm-hmm. Go for it, buddy. LSU number one in the West. They won the West last year. They have a crap ton of talent. Brian Kelly in year one did that. I'm going LSU to Alabama, three A&M, four Arkansas, five Ole Miss, six Auburn. Hugh Freeze doesn't have terrible teams. Um, seven Mississippi State. They just – just going to be tough for them. Um, East, one Georgia, two Tennessee, three South Carolina. I think those three are – throw Kentucky as number four. Um, I think Georgia's clear one. Those other three, it could get messy. But I would say Georgia, Tennessee, South Carolina, Kentucky, five Missouri, six Florida, they're. I don't think they're going to be very good. Seven, Bandy, honey, what you got? Uh, Ethan and I agreed on the West. I had LSU, then Bama, A and M, Arkansas, Ole Miss, uh, Auburn, and then Mississippi State. Um, then Georgia being number one in the East, Tennessee second, then South Carolina uh, being third, then Florida, Kentucky, Missouri, then Bandy. Wow. Y'all are going to bat your eyelashes at my list that I that I got over here. I'm going to start in the east, and I'm going to start from the, the bottom up. Are you ready for this? I almost picked Florida at seven, but I can't do it. It is Vanderbilt. I, I like Clark Lee. I think they had actually – I mean, they had one of their best seasons in a long time last year. They, they beat the likes of Florida, but I, I do think that they just don't have the talent to compete with the rest of the teams. I think Florida is going to be good with Billy Napier at coach. But I still have them at six because I think the other teams are better. At five, I have South Carolina because I think South Carolina, uh, like Arkansas uh, last year, after coming off a really good 2021 season, I think they're going to have a little bit of a step down. Fourth, I have the Missouri Tigers. I do. Tennessee, actually, at three. Um, I know Joe Milton can throw it all over the field. I think he's actually going to be pretty good. Um, But I just don't think they're going to be able to play at the level that they did last year. I'm hearing our sources are telling us there are very good things coming out of Kentucky, guys. Very, very, very good things. Yeah, so I've got Kentucky at number two because I think Devin Leary's a really good quarterback and Liam Cohen's back at offensive coordinator. And, like always, the defense is pretty solid. And then it's pretty clear Georgia's number one there. The West, though, guys, the West is pretty interesting. I think six out of the seven teams are legitimate top 25 teams. I think Auburn is seven. I know Hugh Freeze is a good coach, but they I mean, they're, it, this is a rebuilding year. Number six, I'm going to go with Ole Miss. I think Ole Miss is good. I just don't think they're good enough to beat the other teams. Number five, I'm going to go with the Arkansas Razorbacks. 
Oh, it's I'm I, what listen, here's my here's my hope here is that I'm completely wrong and they win the West. How cool would that be? But right <laughs> now I have Arkansas at number five. And this is a team that I think is good better from what I'm hearing from our sources than any other Sam Pittman team so far. Uh number four, I'm gonna go with uh the Texas AM Aggies. Uh, they always end up eight and four. And so I think that's gonna happen again. I am high on Mississippi State, guys. What are we doing here? Picking the best <laughs> or six in the West? Yes, they have Will Rogers, who's has 45,000 yards already in his, in his college career. I think Zach Arnett is one of the best defensive coaches in the country. Last year, they had a phenomenal defense. If you watch those games, they lived off their defense. And believe it or not, I think their offense is going to be much more improved. They're going to have more explosive plays. They're going more of a pro style. They're going to run the ball a little bit. I have Mississippi State at three, guys. I don't know what we're doing here. They've got a lot of experience coming back. Uh, number two, I have the Alabama Crimson Time tied, and it really just comes down to quarterback play. Um, we don't know who their quarterback is. And, yes, I have LSU at number one. Uh, Jalen Daniels is a really good quarterback. He's not the best right. quarterback. In so the we're going to transition into KJ Jefferson. The but time of the draft. What we're doing is we're going to draft our ideal college football teams. Not every position. I get that. But who are our favorite and or – who we think are the best players of all time. Um, here, here's how we're going to decide who does uh, who, excuse me, let me, let me start that over. Here's how we're going to decide the order of the draft. I'm just going to make it up on the spot. Honey, you're first, Ethan, you're second, Cade, you're third, I'm fourth. And we'll do a snake draft. So we'll go back and forth. Honey, are you ready to make your first pick? Remember it's per year. So you can, so two you. can have the same guy and your wild card at the end. Fun fact, can be a head coach and or any sort of coach if you wanted to. That that changes things for anybody. I just thought of that one. So, honey, are you ready to start? I am ready to start. Right, what position are we starting with? Before you do start, um, I'm going to kind of tell everybody real quick what, what the positions are. So, you get a quarterback, you get a running back, you get two wide receivers, you get a tight end, you get a D lineman, a linebacker, and a secondary, and then a wild card. And you can draft any position at any time. So you do you do the honors. No love to the O lineman. Uh, that could be your wild card. All right. I guess I'll just start with QB then. I am gonna go with 1991 Gino Toretta Gino. from Miami. Whoa! What a what uh -huh. a out of the blue pick there, honey. First off the board. First off the board, Gino Toretta. <laughs> Out of Miami, you know those '90s Miami teams were pretty good. Yeah, it was. He led them to a national championship. Uh, was a Heisman winner, and in his senior year, he threw the most yards in his career. So shout out to Gino Toretta. I've never <laughs> heard of that name before in my life. I'm glad to learn about him. Who did I say was second? Ethan or Cade? Ethan. All right, Ethan. Who's your first pick overall here? I just really have to have him. I have to have him. 2012 Jadavion Clowney, South Carolina. He was a monster that year. That's a good And one. I think that that's just one of those picks that you're not going to get better than me at that. I don't know, man. I might have one. Well, well I mean, like, I mean, pick, name me a player at their position who had more of a outstanding year than 2012 Jadavion Clowney. I just might when it's my turn. Uh, Cade, you go. All right. Well, I'm going to. Go ahead and get my quarterback, and that would be 2019 Joe Burrow. Thank goodness. That's <laughs> I did not think he would be there at three, but I'm glad I got him. I know. This is my thinking. <laughs> so many quarterbacks have had great years, 
that yeah. I'm going to go on a limb and get Jadavion Clowney round one because I want you to find me a better call. It was I'm trying to remember was he a D end at South Carolina or a linebacker? Uh, he, he was, was an edge rusher. So yeah. he could be my D lineman. He's your D lineman. Yeah. Okay, because he's a line. He can play linebacker in the NFL some, right? Yes, he's a linebacker for the Ravens. But we're going with him being a D lineman in college. So I still have a linebacker. There you go. That was. What I remember about Clowney, we'll get to Joe Burrow here in a second, but I remember it against Michigan in that bowl game, right, where oh my he tackled the running back before he even got the ball handed off to him. It was one of the craziest plays I've ever seen in my life. Davion Clowney, that's a good pick. But Joe Burrow is a phenomenal pick as well. One of the best seasons I've ever seen. Would you agree, Cade? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he has most of the passing records still from that season and just such a dominant offense and team. Really a one-hit wonder. You know, Ed Orgeron didn't do really anything after that. Yeah, that team is like the definition of lightning in a bottle. Like, it was just that one year of arguably the best team of all time, and then, you know, two years later, Ed Orgeron's gone. I'm going to go with, as my number one overall pick, I'm going to go with still the most dominant player I've ever seen. I, I don't think anybody truly ever stopped him in any of the games he played this year in 2010. That is Cam Newton out of Auburn. My goodness, what a player. Um, won the Heisman that year. I remember when he played Arkansas, they, Auburn ended up having 63 points. Um, they could not stop him at all. Um, yeah, he was just – he was dominant in every way. could run, pass. He even caught a few balls. I don't know if you guys remember that from his from his highlight reel. But uh, I'm going to go with Cam Newton as my number one overall quarterback. Still the most dominant athlete I've ever seen in college football. And then, oh, well, I guess it's me again because it's the snake draft here. So, oh, who do I want to go with here? Do I want to go D lineman also? Is that is that is that going to be a valuable pick? Oh, I got to think here. Golly. You know what? I am. I'm going to go D lineman here for my my second my second pick. And I'm going to go with Dominican Sue out of Nebraska, 2009. Um, dominated at his position. I remember in the Big 12 championship against Texas, like he single-handedly almost won that game for them. Dude was dominant. I remember him. He was one of the first players I remember that was just better than everybody else. So that's my second pick as a the defensive lineman, Dominican Sue out of Nebraska. Are we back to Cade? We're back to Cade. That's me. I'm gonna I'm gonna go running back. I'm gonna go 2007 Darren McFadden. Oh, that was uh, <laughs> that was on my list too. I should, I should have done that one. Dang it. That's yeah, a should have won the Heisman. He's oh, you should have won the Heisman. Uh, uh, that 2007 year from him was incredible. Yeah, he had a game of over 300 yards against South Carolina and then, what, over 250 against LSU, something like that. Yeah, he had like 1,800 yards that year, I think. Yeah, something incredible. Still, Kata, and I agree with you, still the best running back I've ever seen at the college level. I know he didn't win the Heisman. I know other running backs have, but Darren McFadden is the best college running back I've ever seen with my own eyes. Yeah. Good pick. I'm jealous. (laughs) Ethan. Yeah, I'm tempted to go quarterback here because I think – Why did that, I pick Dominican Sue? <laughs> I'm tempted to go quarterback, but I think there will still be enough good ones off on the board. I'm going to go my wide receiver, 2020 Devontae Smith, Alabama. Won the Heisman as a wide receiver. He had a phenomenal year. I mean, how many other wide receivers have won the Heisman? You have to go all the way back to like – Was it Desmond mm-hmm. Howard at Michigan? Or 1991 with Desmond Howard, yeah. So Devontae Smith, 2021, that'll be my wide receiver. Good call, good call. Honey. Who took my number one wide receiver? Um, all right, I'll go with my tight end. I did 2022 Brock Bowers. Ooh, that's I was gonna check him if it was open, yeah. 
I, I just couldn't think of anyone better. I mean, he's just dominating in his position, and he's only going to be a junior this year. Yeah, so. no, he's, that dude's a freak. Um, that's a good pick, honey. Hey, you get another one because we're snaking. I'll go with my defensive lineman. I did 2009 Terrence Cody from Alabama. Hey, yo. He, he came in as a Juco from Juco. And I mean, he was 400 pounds, got double team, just pure strength. All right, Ethan, we're back to you. Yeah, it's just too hard for me to turn down at my quarterback. 2007 Tim Tebow. I mean, it's just, I mean, should have lost Eisen. that year that Darren McFadden had didn't win Darren McFadden the Heisman because I mean, I would, Tim Tebow is one of the legends of the game. I'm going to go with him as my number one quarterback. I'm going to go receiver as well. And I'm actually going to go 1991 Desmond Howard when he also won the Heisman as a wide receiver. Good call. Yeah. De- Desmond Howard, one of the best to ever do it. Okay. Now it's my turn. I'm going to go with <laughs> 2009 Mark Ingram, a uh, national championship winner. Heisman winner, um, really just one of the most dominant years at the position. He was my second. Quit looking at my Oh, at my I, was, I was looking at positions. <laughs> yeah, don't worry about it. Um, by the way, everybody has eight picks total, so just help me keep up with when everybody, I guess we're done. Um, but, yeah, I'm going to go Mark Ingram, 2009, Alabama running back as my, as my running back pick. And then, oh, I get another one, I guess, here. Uh, I'm going to go wide receiver here. And I'm going to go 2007 Michael Crabtree. Does anybody remember watching Michael Crabtree play at Texas Tech? Uh, yes. <laughs> I remember when they when they played uh, – was it Texas and his jersey ripped? Was that yeah. – I think it was Texas, yeah. Um, it was seven versus two. And then Michael Crabtree scored the touchdown as time expired to to beat Texas. And they, they got up to, I, I think, you know, top five, maybe even four. Um Michael Crabtree is one of my receivers. Remember, we get two receivers. All right, who's up? Cade? I'm going to go 2020 Kyle Pitts at my tight end. That's a great one. Yeah, he's – I mean, I mean, Brock Bowers is obviously incredible, but I think Kyle Pitts is the best college tight end that I've, I've seen. He was a monster. Super athletic, too. That was a good Florida team. That was uh, the Dan Mullen almost playoff team until a shoe was thrown against LSU. That yep. was <laughs> – and then everything changed. But Kyle Pitts, that's a that's a good that's a good take. Ethan, who you got next? I'm going. I'm gonna get my linebacker off the board now too. Get all my defense off. I'm gonna go 2011 Luke Keekley. Am I saying his last name right? I, yeah. I always want to say Kukley, but it's it's Keekley. Um, Luke Keekley, Boston College, 2011. I mean, that's a good one. That's a. I mean, I think that's one of the better linebackers we've seen. So. I like that. I like that play. Honey, who you got? Um, at my wide receiver, I'll take 2011 Patrick Edwards from Houston. Hey, there you go. Back when they were in uh, Conference USA. Wow. And now they're in the Big 12. Conference USA. Great conference. Hey, go Liberty. <laughs> Fan the flame, baby. That's right. Watch out. Hey, watch out for Liberty in their first year. Conference USA. Quick side note, they're projected number one overall, right, to win the conference? Uh, they're, they're projected second behind Western Kentucky. All right, honey, you get another one. And, um, I'll do running back 1985 Bo Jackson for Auburn. Ooh, that's a great pick. I, I watched a documentary on Bo Jackson, and the man was a literal legend. Um, yeah. They were just telling stories that did not sound like a real human being. Um, that's, a, that's a good pick. 
How many picks do all of us have left? I'm trying to think. Uh, so far, I have picked three different – actually, excuse me, four different people. So, I think this is your fifth pick. Yeah, but how many are we picking again? Uh, uh, I believe eight total. Eight, because you have a quarterback, a running back, two wide receivers, tight end, D-line, linebacker. Okay. And a wild card. And a wild card. I have not picked a running back yet, which I feel like is important. Right, should. But I want to fill up my wide receiver room. I think that that's important. Um, get good wide receivers, and I think 1997 Randy Moss at Marshall. That's uh, uh, that. I mean, if I have Devontae Smith and Randy Moss, Tim <laughs> Tebow as my quarterback, I'm feeling good. Man, that was my next pick. Oh, sorry, sorry. man. Right before that's the steal of the draft, right there. Or <laughs> the name about the Dermot Fed. Well, that's unfortunate. No, it's okay. Well, I'm gonna go. 1984, Jerry Rice. He finished like ninth in the Heisman that year, and he played at like Mississippi Valley State. So the fact that he was uh that good back then to be voted back then, I like a good pick. All right, uh, my turn here. Oh, who are we gonna go with? Um, you know what? I'm gonna go linebacker here, and I'm gonna go 2017 Roquan Smith out of Georgia. Uh, one of the most dominant. Uh, linebackers I've ever seen with my own eyes. Um, those, you know, late 2000s Georgia teams were really just predicated on defense. Um, and so, yeah, we're going to go, we're going to go Roquan Smith with uh, my linebacker pick. So I'm good on linebacker. And you know what? You know what I'm going to do, guys? I'm going to go ahead and get my secondary too. 2011, Tyron Matthew, LSU, the Honey Badger. Remember the Honey Badger? He was one of the Heisman finalists. He was in New York. Yeah, I got Roquan Smith as my linebacker, and now I got uh, Tyron Matthew out of LSU as my my secondary here. Cade, we're back to you. All right, D lineman. I'm gonna go 2018. Jalen Ferguson. He played at Louisiana Tech, and he has the all-time NCAA sack record. That's a Small goal. school guy, but he was a baller. He actually passed away a couple years ago, so sad. I feel like I got a steal falling in my lap late in the draft. I'm picking my secondary player as the only secondary player who's ever won the Heisman Trophy. 1997 Charles Woodson. He's going to fill my secondary spot. All right, honey. All right. In my number one wide receiver spot, I'm going to go with – I had to think about this one because I had Devonta Smith in my wide receiver number one. Um, so I'm going to go with 2022 Ameka, I think it's Egbuka. He played for Ohio State. Ohio um, State always has, seems to have great um, receivers. You got, what is it, Marvin Harrison Jr. right now. Um, that's a good pick, honey. Who's your second pick for this round, for this snake? I'll go with my linebacker, uh, 2005 Patrick Willis from Ole Miss. His senior year, he played through some pain. And still average 13 tackles a game. So I like it. All right, Ethan, who you got? If you picked a running back, will you remind me who you picked so I don't double pick? Sure. I did uh, 2007 Darren McFadden. Yeah, what a, what a pick. And I did 1985 Bo Jackson. I should have done 2006 Darren McFadden because that was a good one too. <laughs> yeah, I just ruined this. You did you did 09 Mark Ingham, right? I did 09 Mark Ingham. All right, well, I'm going 2015 Derrick Henry. That'll be my running back. Stud. There we go. I'm going for my secondary. I'm going 1988 Deion Sanders. I forgot about Deion. (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, I feel like that was a steal in the late round. It sure was. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's a good pick for sure. All right, I've got two picks here, and I need to get wide receiver and tight end. My wide receiver, honestly, and guys, call me a homer if you want, but 2021 Traylon Burks. Mm. That guy is one of the best athletes at the receiver position I've ever seen. Um, had almost 250 yards against Alabama, which I feel like is very hard to do. Um, was the receiving room at Arkansas in that, that 2021 year. Um, you kind of saw the, the drop in production when he left uh, after that season. He was a first-round pick in the draft. Uh, still the best wide receiver out of Arkansas I've ever seen. So uh, Traylon Burks is my wide receiver number two. And then, guys, call me a homer as well. Because guess what? 2015 Hunter Henry. Anybody remember the Henry heave? I do. It's not the most football savvy play, but it worked out. Uh, yeah, I just thought I thought Hunter Henry was great. Arkansas had a lot of good tight ends. Um, DJ Williams, yeah. Chris Gregg. We, kind of were, we were tied in you. I think we could get back to that. We should. Dan Enos is back. Yeah. I think that's going to help a lot. But um, Hunter Henry is probably just the most naturally talented tight end I've seen at Arkansas. I think there are better ones out there, but uh, I guess it's back to me. I need my linebacker still. I'm going to go 2013 Khalil Mack. He was a beast. I think he still has the NCAA tackles for loss record. Ethan? All right. This one, it, it feels weird picking it. I got to pick my tight end and, like, I have Tim Tebow. I'm, it's it's really weird picking him, but I'm going 09 Aaron Hernandez. Uh, <laughs> I thought about it. I, I thought about it, too. I mean, he was really <laughs> good, and I have Tim Tebow as my quarterback, so it's a kind of a natural fit. But yeah, I just feel I feel a little icky about the pick. So we put that in the footnotes. He didn't. He felt icky about it. <laughs> <laughs> he felt like icky. Um, so now, right. uh, Honey should have one final position to fill, and then we start the wild card. Yeah, we got a wild card. card. All right. Um, my last position to fill was secondary, and I'm just gonna choose a different year. 1986, Deion Sanders. Ooh, I was the first one. <laughs> Boy, I wish I could go back and do 2006. I keep bringing it up. I'm sorry. Um, wild card it. You could wild card it, yeah. Oh, I could wild card it. <laughs> but I've got a better one for my wild card. I know exactly where Heath is going with this. And I kind of want to just steal it right Don't here. do it, man. <laughs> Honey, who's your wild card? I think I might go with the coach. Uh, and I'll go Houston Nutt from Arkansas. Whoa. <laughs> Houston Nutt, the first coach off the board. <laughs> All right. Wow. Houston Nutt goes with the wild card. I love it. That's a fun pick. That's a fun pick. All right, Ethan, are you going to – It gonna... is a fun pick. <laughs> Ethan, what are you going to do here, man? Are you going to steal mine? Because I think you saw who uh... – Well, actually, I didn't, but I don't want you to think I did, so I'm not going to pick who I bet you would do because I feel like I know what you would do. So now I need to come up with a new wild card on the fly – and let's see. Hey, what... you got you got dibs here, man. Whatever you want to do, guys. For my wild card, Nick Saban is coaching my team. <laughs> and I mean, come on now. <laughs> That's what gonna do. Yeah, I thought about that. Yeah. The best coach of all time. So, <laughs> yeah. if he's got all this talent in the room, pretty good wild card. You you go with there. So this is hard. I don't know if I should go coach here. I I was kind of waffling between. Maybe not doing coach, but the other, you know, y'all have done coaches. So I feel like I need a good coach. And I feel like, I feel like this is a good pick 
with the players that I've drafted, we would have an unstoppable offense. So uh, I'm going Lincoln Riley. As Lincoln my Riley, wow. And he's going to coach uh, not Chad Morris. Uh, so if I didn't if I didn't go a coach, I was going to go the 2015 Arkansas offensive line, just because they were so big. But I decided we needed um we need Lincoln Riley calling the plays. Well, I'm surprised nobody went kicker for the wild card guys. Come on. Those guys off their feet make or break a game sometimes. And you know who I'm going to go with? Another Florida State man. Wait, hold on. Never mind. Nobody picked Jameis Winston. I, I can't believe nobody picked Jameis Winston season. That was a great season as, as quarterback. I'm going to go Roberto Aguayo. Remember him out of Florida State? Roberto Aguayo? Is he a kicker? Yeah, he's the kicker. I'm going to go with the kicker out of Florida State for 2013. <laughs> Roberto Aguayo. He was he was like unstoppable. He won the Lou Groza Award, which I'm a big Lou Groza fan. I almost fan. picked Lou Groza. I don't even know anything about Lou Groza, but, but I almost, almost picked, Lou, picked Lou, Groza. Lou Groza because, I mean, you got the kicking award named after you. That's the draft. Uh, those those lists will be posted onto our Instagram account. Robert Aguayo, um, he he golfs now. He's yeah, he, he, yeah, he – he ended up being one of the worst NFL kickers, but he was really good in college. He was the most accurate kicker, and he's the third most accurate kicker in NCAA history, and the most accurate in the ACC history. Thank you for proving my point about why he's my wild card kick. <laughs> um, you know who also would have been fun to pick, guys? Who? Alex Tejada, 09 Arkansas kicker. Hey, um, no ones know how he, bad he was. He made sure we won that Liberty Bowl against East Carolina, walk-off style. He did finally make one. All right, so we're heading into week zero. It's going to be fun. College football is back. I'm very excited. Golly, that 2007 Darren McFadden was such a good pick. Um, anyway, so, uh, yeah, so week, week zero is starting up. College football is back. There's going to be some fun games. Um, here's a quick interview with our week zero correspondent, Hayden Beckwith. All right, I'm here at Ozark Lanes with Week Zero Sicko correspondent Hayden Beckwith. Hayden Beckwith, my first question for you is, what would you like in Week Zero too? You know, Heath, I've been thinking about Week Zero, and Week Zero college football is the chips and salsa of the college football season. Would I sit down and order it? Absolutely not. Will I enjoy every second of it, knowing what's to come? 100%. That's incredible. All right, bonus question for you. How do you feel about your boy Clark Lee heading into Week Zero against Hawaii? I say the Rainbow Warriors need to look out for the Commodores. Clark Lee quoted on an interview, patronized for finishing 5-7. and seven. They are out for blood, and they are coming. All right, thank you so much, buddy. All right, that was fun. Um, real quick, before we leave, I want to talk about conference realignment just real quick. Um, I feel like most people know at this point the Pac-12 is pretty much dead. Um, USC and UCLA uh, just over a year ago now said they were moving to the Big Ten, and then several other teams from the Pac-12 said they were moving to the Big Ten too. Uh, other teams are now going to the Big 12. So conference realignment is a thing now. Conferences are shifting. Regional rivalries are done. Um, it sucks. I think everybody everybody agrees it sucks. Although, is there is there somebody on here that can give me a good reason or a, a good thing that's going to come out of conference realignment? TV revenue. Yes. For the this, universities. This guy loves the man. He loves athletic departments. Uh, I, mean, I mean, I'm just going to be selfish here and say – Liberty got in a conference because of conference realignment. So that was a good, I mean, in general, it's been, it's been bad, but selfishly the Liberty flames 
have a great <laughs> alumni conference. Great alumni shirt. You know, I think a lot of people are like, oh, what's happening to the game I love? I think, you know, there's a lot, there's been a lot of changes in college football over the years. Um, even things just like the forward pass changed the game <laughs> entirely, you know? And it seems like each time fans are scared that the game of college football is going to change to a point where it's not enjoyable anymore. And let me just say that is not going to happen here. It hasn't happened with any of the other changes that have happened. It ha- didn't happen with the playoffs. didn't happen with NIL. didn't happen with anything else. We're still going to have college football. Saturdays are still going to be fun. And I just, I'm just saying, don't lose hope, everybody. We're still here. You know what will be here this time next year? What? We will have an EA NCAA football game in our hands. That's very exciting. And what a great way. What a great way to end this podcast. (laughs) Talking about EA football. So that'll be fun. Um, Yep. Enjoy week zero. We will see you all next week.